This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. After having finished the book, The Formula, which I spoke on not too long ago here on the podcast, I uh, was intrigued when I heard this quote from Norman Vincent Peale. He said, The formula which will bring your cherished wish to pass is to know what you want, test it to see if it is a right thing, change yourself in such a manner that it will naturally come to you, and always have faith. It caught my attention again because of the formula, and I sort of wanted to hold that up against what I've come to believe the formula for success is, but also what uh, the author of the formula, uh, Albert uh, Lasio Barabasi, um, talks about in his book, The Formula. And I, I think there are some some interesting things here, and so I wanted to, to talk about these things. Um, you know, first of all, knowing what you want. You know, this quote talks about knowing what you want. That's so important. Uh, one of my mentors years ago said, this is the most difficult thing to figure out what you really want. Because see, we we all want things in passing. We all want things in, in moments, right? So when times are hard, we want the hard times to end. We just want pleasure. We want easiness. But, you know, those are sort of transient desires. Those desires come and go based on how we're feeling. They come and go based on our circumstances. But to find out what you really want in life, I mean, what do you really want, uh, is, I think, quite difficult. And and, and if you're not sure about that, just sit down and and try to write out exactly what it is you want out of life. I think if you're honest, what you'll find is that it's, it's shifting somewhat, it changes somewhat, and I think that's a part of the human condition, uh, for better or for worse. I just think it's a part of who we are as humans, that we have those sort of, you know, shifting feelings and, and, and thus shifting desires. So it all begins with, you know, knowing what you want, right? And then I love that he says to test and see if it's a right thing. You know, uh, yet again, there, there are some things that we want but we don't really want. We want them selfishly or we want them because they would make our life easier. But if we really looked at the full picture, even we would admit that we we don't really want those things. You know, take for example, somebody who says, you know, maybe they want everything, right? They want to have it all. You know, is that really what you want? Would that be good for the people around you? Let's assume that you heaped to yourself billions of dollars. Is that really what you want? Having to figure out what to do with billions of dollars, having to figure out how to manage it. And I know we can very flippantly say, oh, I, I, I would go ahead, yes, I would take it, right? And I'd figure out what to do with it. Um, that's sort of the standard flippant answer. But with any you know, with, with anything of significance, whether it's, you know, finances or, you know, you know, time, respect, fame, position, power, there come a lot of problems as well. And figuring out how to manage that can often be more of a curse than a blessing. I mean, just look at lottery winners who in general are quite unhappy. Their windfall really 
doesn't in most cases enrich their lives. Science backs me up here. After a certain point where all of your needs are met, having more money actually reduces people's happiness. That's what the scientific research shows. So you're actually better off having just a modicum of, uh, of, of wealth or financial means um, rather than having an excess like billions of dollars. And so test to see if that's really a right thing. And I know this has a sort of moral overtone, or perhaps it is a moral statement, but I would say to me, I read it more as, you know, test to see if that's really, truly what you want, right? Like decide what you want and then test that thing to see if that's really what you want. It's kind of like, uh, you know, just when you think you have it, think again, you know, check yourself again. Um, And then, oh man, what power here change yourself in such a manner that it will naturally come to you. Uh, So many people want to change, you know, who's in the White House, you know, the political leaders, right? So many people want to change the economy. They wish they could control that. Um, When you try to control circumstances, First of all, you're, you're going to get hurt. You're going to be hurting yourself because we can't control very many circumstances. You know, there are some that we're in direct control of, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but for the most part, we just don't have direct control over our circumstances. But we have much more control, uh, I think. I won't say absolute control, but I think we have much, much more control over ourselves. And so, you know, it's very unlikely that everyone in the world is just going to stop ticking you off, right? It's, it's very unlikely that everyone in the world is going to change so that you're no longer annoyed or bothered by any of the people that you don't like in your life. That's very unlikely to happen. But what you can do is you can change yourself so that when they start to annoy you, when they start to bother you, um, you are not phased or bothered um, in the same way that you once were. So you can change yourself much more easily than you can change other people. And then it says it will naturally come to you, um, right, as a consequence of changing yourself, which I think is powerful and in most cases true. I started off this year, the very first episode I did, this was back when it was the huddle, and then uh, we rebranded to Dude Fuel, and so if you've been with me all the way since uh, the you know the Huddle podcast started, then bless you. Thank you for uh, for taking the journey with me. But the very first episode I did here, again branded under the Huddle, was um, talking about a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Interesting book. I don't agree with the author in you know in in, in regard to everything, and I actually think if you, I think if you were to take too much of what the author has to say, uh, personally, I think that it, it could actually be damaging, um, you know, to your success and, and, and to your life, quite frankly. But I do think that the author of that book, Joe Dispenza, I do think he puts forth some very interesting ideas. Um, and and, and one, one of those is, you know, identifying what you want and then basically letting circumstances work their way out. Like you're not trying to manipulate circumstances all the time, but setting an intention in terms of what you really want, because he, and and, and here's why I think that works, because once you get clear on what you really want, the mind is amazing at helping you achieve your goals. 
But if you're conflicted about those goals, I mean, if you are not rock solid 100% like, yes, this is what I want, um, then your mind is not going to be able to really unleash its full potential and power. Because what I've seen in my own life and what I think, um, you know, Dispenza is talking about in Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself is that we're basically putting our energy or our mind to work when we set an intention toward what we desire. And we're not trying to manipulate or control how that thing comes into our life, but we're just focused on the thing that we want. And then our mind is working so that throughout our day, as certain opportunities come our way, as certain things arise, because we are so completely rock solid, 100% focused on what it is that we want, we see those things and our mind seizes upon them. And, and, and then those things seem to naturally sort of, sort of come to us. The stars, you know, sort of begin to align. Uh, I told a story some time ago of when I was really trying to manage my time better at my full-time job. And, um, you know, I said, look, I- I'm, I'm done with this. I'm leaving at five o'clock period. I'm going home. That's what I'm doing, but I still have to get my work done. And it was amazing how when I made that commitment and very clearly I said, I'm leaving at five o'clock and I'm going home and I'm not taking work home with me, but I still have to get my stuff done. It was amazing how I literally found five, 10, 15 minutes here or there where I was able to get my work done. And whereas before I had made that commitment, it seemed like I had to stay till 5.30 or 6 or 7. Or, uh, my, my first year of teaching, I sometimes stayed um, up at the school past 9 o'clock. And that, that was just ridiculous. But um, once I made that commitment, it was very clear. My mind found these little creative ways to prioritize what I really had to do that day and, and what could wait until tomorrow. And then I'd find those 5-10 minute pockets where I was like, hey, I can get X, Y, or Z done. It's, it's only going to take, you know, five or 10 minutes. It was really amazing to see my mind at work. It, it, it truly amazed me. Like, like, I'm not putting this on. It was somewhat shocking to me how powerful the mind can be when you give it a directive and you believe in it with all your heart. Um, you know, y- your mind just can do amazing things. And so the last thing here today... It says to always have faith, and boy, faith, that's, um, that's a tricky one for me. Um, faith is very difficult for me, um, and I, I'm not quite sure why that is. I think some people are maybe a little more predisposed to having a greater measure of faith. For me, faith is just not something that tends to come naturally, and, 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 and yeah, whether it's religious faith or, or not, I just mean faith in a general sense, like belief in something that you haven't seen or that you've only seen very limited evidence of. Um, you know, faith is just something that I really struggle with. But yet again, I look at this and I say, if I know what I want, if it is the right thing, um, it's right for me, my family, it's right for the world and the earth, it's right for society. If that's all true, if I'm working on changing myself, um, then having faith is at least a little bit easier, or so I have found in my own life, again, speaking from my own experience. Um, When those things are in line, faith is a little bit easier. I had faith. I developed faith that I would be able to get my work done so that I could go home to my family at at five o'clock every day. 
I had faith in that, but it was a faith that was based on something. And and, and I just want to say, you know, faith doesn't have to be blind, right? Or it doesn't have to be completely blind. In fact, I think most of the time, faith isn't. Faith is founded upon something. Now, there are those who philosophically would believe in a certain type of faith that, that really is blind. It truly is just faith by itself. It's not resting on, on anything, but it's sort of its own foundation. And, and, and that's something that's very difficult for me. I don't really latch on to that or buy into that very much for myself. But for me, faith is, is uh, well, it was described to me like this. It's, it's sort of like, imagine that you climbed a mountain and and you're you're up so high that you're you're actually above the clouds right and um and so by the way i'm not like a climber like i don't do that so i have no idea like how high up that would be or if this is even like a legitimate possibility but it was like if, if you went all the way up uh and then you know you knew the pathway back down right? If it was the same way you went up. But because of the cloud cover, you're not going to be able to see it. So you might see one or two steps in front of you at a time or in that moment, but you would have faith that the path was still there and you could begin your descent. And you'd be moving into a mist or a fog or the clouds so that you couldn't actually see the path that was there, but you would have faith that it was there because you had prior experience with it, right? And so, you know, to me, that's the sort of faith um, that this makes me think of and the sort of faith that I have tried to cultivate in my own life because I do think that's very, very important. So I hope there were some gems for you here today, um, you know, at the very least some food for thought. And as always, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. I thank you so much for listening. And hey, if you have not yet subscribed to the Dude Fuel podcast, I hope you'll go ahead and do that. Um, I'm Cody Ray Miller. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to sharing another podcast episode and thought with you tomorrow.